everybody. Welcome to Dr. Taylor Takes 10. Welcome, Dana Keys. Yay. Ooh, hey. hey, we could have done a total footloose routine. You know, we had one choreographed. Thriller. Yeah. Thriller so was good as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we making these references? Because I have known Dana Keys for, oh my, hey, happy anniversary. Yeah, I think we're coming up on celebrating our 30th, girl. Oh my God. Am I right? I get that old. I didn't realize. <laughs> we met each other this fall, this coming fall, 30 years ago. So, yeah. Why did I decide to invite my high school best friend to come to this show? Well, first of all, let me tell any new people, uh, we do a 10-minute conversation. We're going to keep it brief. I'm going to explain why I invited Dana in a second. Uh, and. I'm just so unbelievably excited to have you here. Like I can't, I can't thank you enough. Like it means so happy to be here. Really love seeing your face. It's so strange, right? No, no but it's great. It's it great. Strange and great. It is. All right, everybody. Why is Dana here? So Dana, I looked down at my paper because I don't usually take notes. If you haven't watched the show, we try not to do a huge long bio and intro because it's supposed to be ten minutes. It's ten ish. Give us a break, all right? Um, but I'm looking down at the notes because I, I want to make sure I get this right for Kaba uh, people in Northern California because Dana is a voice you might recognize on ninety nine point seven. Uh, I think it's Classic Rock by Celia. Yeah. Right. Shout out to our Central Valley office coming up. All right. Cool. Yeah, do I say 1007? Is that how it goes for the bones, San Francisco? The bone? 1077 the bone. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest show and why I invited her uh, is uh, Radio Rehab. Uh, and uh, I'm just so proud of my best friend from high school. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to comment on whether or not, uh, you know, there was any characteristics that we had in common in high school that made Dana grow up to be an expert in drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, but in a time like we're going through right now, I thought it was great to have you come on. So uh, those of you who don't know me too, there's info about me in the bio, but briefly, I am the founder and CEO of the Center for Applied Behavior Analysis. And, and we're a behavioral health company, and I have 150 essential workers out there right now helping people primarily with neurodevelopmental disorders like autism. And, and there's a lot of great information for people that are out there dealing with what we're dealing with right now. And uh, my incredible team thought, can we invite some people that might speak to some topics that are more personal for the employees and the families? And uh, again, uh, needless to say, someone who knows quite a bit about uh, drug and alcohol addiction probably has uh, some thoughts on what this whole thing is like for someone like that. So Dana, I'm not gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna say, can you talk to me about what's going on through that expert lens of yours? Well, I am a, as you said, like I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict. And the things that have been so hard for me during this whole time, well, I mean, I've got my program and that's what's been helpful to me is I've got 12-step programs, you know, I got AA and NA and, and well, now it's all Zoom, so it's a different thing, but I'm doing that. And, but like, I'm also learning what I don't know, which is like meditation. I don't know how to be alone in my body. I don't know how to be alone with myself. I really don't. And that's one thing I'm really learning right now is like, oh my God, I'm so afraid to be in my body. And that's why I did drugs. So, I mean, I'm doing it in a different way now. You know, now I go to like Buddhist retreats online and I do meetings and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, I'm super, like, that's what we do. We, we self-medicate. I, like, I wasn't a drug addict because I thought drugs were cool. I was a drug addict because I didn't like being in my body. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when you're sick, and you know what? And you just said so many Oh, wow. I could like, yeah. Okay. We could talk for hours. I, I just, let me just jump on a couple of things. All right. 
I actually want you to geek it out for me for a second and well, not geek it out. That's such an ABA dork thing. Sorry. Uh, geek it out in your world of talking about what meetings are like on Zoom. I didn't even think of that because that's a good resource for people to think about. So I'm going to get you on that. Remember that one. You know, the second part though was, <laughs> yeah, I do know Dana very well. We've known each other a long time. And even though we didn't talk for decades at a time, uh, I, I became a yoga instructor for a reason. And I was, and I'm just like you that way. And I had to train for the certification to be able to and have to be showing up somewhere on time with my best friend. But the point of doing it was exactly to try and structure things to recognize, like, I got to work on this stuff, right? So right now with what everyone's going through, like, even though you're just telling your story, like, you're giving good tips. So are the Zoom meetings good? Like, I didn't even think of that. That's it makes sense. They're doing... They're bizarre. They're different. And, and what freaks me out is when somebody comes in, they're like, I have five days sober. And you're like, what? But now you chose to wow. clearly I would never say that to them, but I'm no, just no. With them like, God, I want to bow and build a shrine to them. Cause it's amazing. Five days sober right now during all this. That's crazy. It's that's crazy. crazy. But yeah, our, I mean, our meetings are different, but it's adorable because you see the old people and you know, when you see them, you just see like a tuft of their hair in the top of the screen because they're not really sure how to use their laptop when they're doing They're showing oh, up though, right? Yeah, like, oh yeah, and they've got 40 years sober and you're like, yes! Like, uh, hey, you need a community. You need a community. And you know, I keep saying like, I'm not, you know me, I never like, uh, so everyone knows Dana, uh, I'm actually amazed that you accessed the social media before I did. I was a little delayed on this whole game. So this is not my jam. Everyone thinks I joke because I have a PhD in behavior analysis and that's in psychology. If you're not part of our dorky world that of the employees and the families and everybody watching this and dorky. You would with think, yeah, well, exactly. So I'm always <laughs> like, well, I laugh because people say like, oh, Rachel must love doing public presentations. And a behavioral psychology account will tell you that just because, here's the dorky one, just because you allocate a high rate of responding to something or you're good at it, doesn't mean you like it, right? And it's interesting now, like listening to you, and that's more like, you know, and so I'm like, ah, and it's just, you know, and you do a lot in your life that people, I think, uh, think that that's the most important thing to you and, or you escape it in these ways. And so it's just, I think when you look at it that way and be careful of what we think, Anyway, you know what I'm saying. So now I'm just because like, this is crazy. This I know people think I'm an extrovert and I'm really like, uh, I just learned this term. I don't even know if it's an actual term. You'd probably know. Ambivert? I don't know if it's even real. Is that real? My understanding, I'm not. I like see out there, and, but then I want to go home and replug. Yeah. I don't know which way to point because I never know how this records. Sorry, I'm <laughs> talking to her and no, I am not doing what I used to do with her and High school. Hey, so Dana, I got a question for you. Uh, I'm assuming you have friends. I know, I know shared friends that we have that over the years, actually, right before this, I'll tell everyone, I was musing with Dana about uh, those of you that work in autism. Uh, all of us kind of at this stage in our career know when we go through it, when not only our current friends have kids and end up with a kid that's diagnosed, but friends that we haven't talked to in a long time that will reach out and and want support and it's wonderful you know i love being able to be in that position and, I, and i'm sure that happens to you as well so like I, is it happening right now are you getting a lot of like hey tell me like what to do like oh yeah you mean with addiction or like, yeah like people I are mean, struggling like god people just need to go to meetings it's i mean and that's the hard thing for us it's like that's why i've, I've been in 14 rehabs i know it's kind of pathetic but i've been for and i do so well in rehab but when i get out i have no responsibility i don't know how to like you know, make my bed, get up early. Like I just, those are things that are not instilled in me. So it's very hard right now for a lot of, and you know, and I have almost five years sober. So, I mean, for people who have 30 days, I can only imagine it's really hard. 
people just need to reach out and contact one another. And my, yeah, it is. And yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you keep coming back to the same thing. It is. You've got to open the dialogue about it. And you know, uh, actually, you, you did make me think of something that even though our worlds are so different, that some of the, some of the stuff's the same, right? We're talking about human suffering, right? And that's how I look at things when I'm helping a family. There, there's, there are people suffering in that scenario. And hopefully sometimes it's actually not the child. It's, it's, but the support that the family needs to give to the child, that the child's actually okay navigating it, but that someone's inevitably suffering, right? And that's what you've been focusing on in all of the amazing shows you've done and especially Radio Rehab. I mean, I've listened and you do such a great job being able to share your story and engage and being like, okay, we are in this together. And, you know, your story about coming out of those controlled settings is how we would talk about it in our world. So like a rehab and then not having that in the world that you have to enter. Like, and this is also where I think these worlds need to come together. I, I know behavioral psychology is very supportive in addiction. I'm not saying that, but even those of us that like work with kids with autism, it's funny. Like it, it's, it, I always say like, we're all kind of on the spectrum and we all probably have some level of having to look at them. I'm not trying to compare these things. Okay, guys, what I'm trying to say is it always comes back to like how we're arranging our environment. Are we getting enough support? Are we, are we, do we have support for someone to say, okay, what were the things that were working in the rehab facility and how do we adjust your home setting right now? But anyway, right now we're in the middle of a crisis, but that's the thing that like, when everything's changed, it's an opportunity to say, all right, like, and so maybe that's why those guys are doing the five days sober now, right? No, that's huge. Exactly. It, but, but like who's giving them the support and who's giving them, the, you know, like what they need, the discipline, discipline. That's the word I'm always looking for because it's what I don't have. Discipline. Yeah. You got to get up and make your bed. It doesn't right. occur to me. I, that has to be drilled in my brain. Yeah. Like, I don't get that, but I don't stay sober without that stuff. Exactly. And I was saying, and even being aware of it is how you've successfully navigated several radio stations and 14, huh? That's a good number. 14 times. I'm impressed. I didn't 14 know rehabs. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if that makes me a winner or total failure, but, but it's like, but yes, it wasn't, it was none of the rehabs that got me sober. It was the 12 steps. It was, it was when I really decided like, I can't do this anymore. I want to live. I can't die. I cannot successfully die. So, you know, and I was medicating myself because I was depressed. So I needed to work with a psychiatrist and do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you know, and when you say the bunch of stuff and that's just it too. So talk to people guys, like I'm not the expert in this area. That's why I had her here, but she's saying the stuff I would have said, get your community, talk to people. And I will say, you know, when it comes to medication, psychiatry, I know that's a sensitive topic for a lot of addicts. And I, I do want to emphasize to people that if you're seeking psychiatric support and psychological support, especially if you're dealing with things like depression. And, and even though I'm not, I am a, I'm a board certified behavior analyst. I'm not a licensed psychologist, but my PhD is in psychology. Okay. But I'm in behavior analysis. So I'm not giving recommendations. I'm going to tell you guys research though. Medication alone doesn't work. So if you are somebody who's struggling with addiction that, that has made your own personal choice that you're okay with addressing a potential issue that would be helped by a psychiatric medication, just remember that even the psychiatric medication people will tell you it's not going to work unless you're getting active psychological support, therapeutic group stuff. So thank you, Dana, for pointing that out. Get outside help. I say that all the time at meetings, get outside help. If you need outside help, you get outside help. Like the 12 steps don't do everything. You know, they'll help you with your alcoholism or your addiction. You need outside help. You get it because I use outside help. You know, I'm depressed. It's it has to be on Prozac. Yeah. There, I said it. <laughs> I don't care. That's yeah. I hate. Well, I, 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 
Please tell me you've said it on one of your other radio shows and I'm not the one who just God, did it. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, no, okay. I love working with a psychiatrist. I love getting help. I need outside help. Yeah. You know, I've done the 12 steps. I've done them uh, about three times, you know, but like I need more than that. I need Prozac, which is, it's so funny because that's the most old school thing. I've been on Effexor, Celexa. I've been on all of them, but it's the oldest one that worked for me, Prozac. And that's what, you know, you just said it perfectly too. You said what worked for you and like that, yeah. that's it too. It just shows. And that's why I just like did my little doctor spiel there for a minute because I get panicked because it, it freaks me out because I'm like, please, I, we're in a medical model society. And if you're not feeling well, that, that means we need a pill. And, and, and that's not, that's not inaccurate. Uh, but again, uh, you got to do both and you're saying it awesome. All right, we got to wrap up. I ended up going like I'm two minutes over. I usually do before I say we got to wrap up, but it was fun. So I'm going to say Dana Keys, sure. is there anything else that you want to share with people that, uh, from your years of experience and your amazing, amazing contribution to come out of what you've been doing seriously? Like I never would have thought that you would be like, all right, I'm going to struggle with this. And then I'm going to, make a, a life out of talking about it and helping other people. Uh, I just went and hid, you know, but you know, you on the other hand are like, here I am. And I just think it's awesome. You know? No, I mean, honestly, I wanted to be dead. I really didn't hope to be alive this long. I really tried to be dead and it didn't work. So I figured maybe I have a purpose. So, I mean, that's what I have to say to everybody is reach out because you're not alone. You know, I mean, God, I felt alone so many times in my life and I just want other people to know that I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready to talk to anybody. Just reach out. You're not alone. And that's what you got to do. That's it. That, Mike, that, uh, that, uh, yeah. So everybody, uh, I don't, I don't have a lot of close friends. Uh, and, uh, now y'all got to see why this was my high school best friend. Thank you. Dude. My girl. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Goodbye everybody. Thank you so much. What she said. Hang in there.